All right. Hello and welcome back to the next episode of our podcast. It's our first episode, technically. Yeah. After the intro. <laughs> welcome to the first episode of our podcast. We're off to a great start. Yes. This is the Apartment 9 podcast. I'm here with Jonathan, Hello. Nathan, and a guest. And what's your name? <laughs> my name is Caleb. Uh, if you didn't listen to the introduction, uh, my name is Caleb. I'm here with my roommates and friends, uh, Jonathan, Nathan, and our special guest for this episode, Eric. <laughs> Sorry, I was holding up a high five and I was left hanging for a minute. Yeah, I'm Eric. I'm part of the Marvin Nine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but he doesn't want to be committed to it, so he's going to be here some, gone some. This is free trial. Yeah. I'm the guy that walked into a room and has no idea what's going on. That, <laughs> that perfectly describes my situation right now. Yeah, most likely in the future, the listeners are going to hear you in the background yelling at people at Fortnite. Uh, you're thinking Tyler. Yeah. I don't yell at people. He at doesn't Fortnite. play Fortnite very much. Well, he does, but he doesn't yell at Fortnite very much. True. Anyway, yep. So we're all here, and for today's uh, question or prompt to get us going is go around and each person answer the question: What's the craziest thing you've heard of? Your and voice. then, oof. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just uh, go from there and and see where the world takes us. Um, does anyone want to start? I got one. All right, go for it, Eric. Uh, medieval superstition and how to prove whether someone was a certain thing or not. For example, witches. You guys all remember Monty Python in the scene where they're all debating oh, on whether or not someone is a witch. <laughs> and the method of proving whether or not she was a witch, which was a legitimate thing that happened, was putting them in a lake. If they float in any way, if they're able to tread water, if they're at all above the water, they are a witch and must be burnt. If they sink and drown, they are not a witch. Doesn't really prove anything because they're dead one way or another. And then vampires stake to the heart and they're dead. Hotel Transylvania. Who wouldn't that kill? Exactly. <laughs> yep. So just things like that where it's like, oh, okay. Vampire, not vampires, werewolves, silver blade anywhere. Again, it's a blade. <laughs> it's yeah, meant yeah. to kill by design, and whether or not it's silver isn't going to do anything. But oh, they're a werewolf. If we stick them with silver and they live, they're not a werewolf. <laughs> so, so there's a 50 50 chance. 50 chance. <laughs> oh, wow. He's analyzed this. 50 chance that they are a werewolf and they die. 50 chance that they're a human and they die. Well, here's the thing is that they don't exist. There is no chance. There's like, you, you kill them. If they die, they're human. If they live, they're whatever they think they are. It's really just, I don't know if it was a means of control to, like, kill whoever you wanted. If it was, I, I don't know. I don't know what the reason, there was no, no strong yeah. reason behind it, but I mean, might have been some. There, there's a, I think there's documentary, uh, documentation with the Salem witch trial that a lot, a lot of that was just kind of, like, to get rid of your, uh, like, People that you didn't like. Yeah, exactly. it really like took off, and people were just Burn like, I don't like my neighbors. So, like, oh, my neighbor's a witch. And just that, use that it for other It's like if you burn them at the stake, it's like, okay, if they die, then they're human. They're normal. Fire affects them. They're dead. Mm -hmm. If they live, they're a witch. We can kill yeah. something else. Another way, I guess. It's, it seems like if you Try or someone things. you loved was like, 
accused, then you'd say, well, hey, I got a great idea. Why don't we do this test with everyone in the village? And then that'll be sure to get rid of all the bad things, right? And then if people get uncomfortable, you made your point. <laughs> so Most people don't want to drown or be burned at the stake. So, surprisingly. Surprisingly, <laughs> yes. Who thought? Huh? Yeah, Big who, revelation who here. Know? So one of my high school teachers actually shared with us a video or a movie about like the Salem witch trials. I forgot who it was, uh -huh. what the movie was called, but I remember this guy, he was like um, declared a witch and all he had to do is like uh, come out clean and uh, um, like repent from his sins and everything was good. And the way that they kind of like tortured him, air quotes, tortured him into like confessing was they stacked bricks on him or rocks one by one. Yeah, but that's an act. Eventually he'd get crushed, yeah. I'm guessing. Th that's yeah. an actual execution method from history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it goes back to the whole thing. If they're a witch, they'll survive. If they're not, yeah. they'll die. Then they're already dead. Oh, yeah. our mistake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, we killed one of the good people. Well, that's oh, well. Everyone, everyone, now, everyone knows. Not necessarily methods, <laughs> but not necessarily methods, but the motivation behind it declaring someone a traitor like especially like when you think of the red fear over in the the cold war days especially in hollywood when people would be like yo they're a soviet spy they're they're communist how much investigation was really put into that yeah, yeah like it, it's not it's a lot in line with the same witch trials in my mind at least when it's like hey they're a witch they're a communist they're there's they're this thing they're that thing that's why it was literally called the great witch hunt yeah so i'm Imagine if people in, in the Red Fear days or anything comparable to that was just like using the same methods that people would use for medieval superstitions. Where it's just like, hey, that person's a communist. Well, how do we know they're a communist? Yeah. Do they float? <laughs> All communists float, apparently. We'll tie a bunch of balloons to them. If they float, then they're a communist. Why? Because no, no. If they don't float, then they're a communist. No. Yeah. If they stay <laughs> on the ground with a bunch of helium balloons around their waist, they're a communist. We can arrest them. But if they float, then they've got a good heart. They're fine. <laughs> Therefore, they're they're patriotic or whatever. I don't yeah. know. We're sending them straight to heaven. The, the speedy route. <laughs> speedy route. Let's float them right up. <laughs> Let. As flawed. Have fun in the stratosphere. Prove that someone's a witch. <laughs> All right. Um, Who's next? Jonathan, you want to go next? No. no? I, I, I don't have anything. All right. Even though they told us this prompt like five minutes ago, I'm still like. <laughs> All right. We'll give you a little more time. Nathan, you want to go or should I? Uh, no, I can go. All right. All right. Um, well, so. There's this guy, okay, and he took C-130 takeoff rockets. C-130 is a big military cargo plane, for those of you who may not know. And it uses rockets to help take off on short runways. Well, he took these rockets and attached them to a Ford Fusion sedan and tried to break the land speed record with it. And? He crashed, and they couldn't even find him. <laughs> so the rockets were able to stay on the car. 
somehow. <laughs> Full disclosure, this is actually an urban myth that didn't ever happen, but it's a cool story yeah. and a crazy story. I think Mythbusters tried to see if it's true. <laughs> uh, of course they did. Dang. That'll do it. So uh, the moral of the story is make sure rockets are attached to your car well. <laughs> if you're trying to get the land speed record, do it on a flat area. Because apparently the thing that killed him was that he went up a hill and just launched. So actually, better advice. I mean, better advice. Don't strap rockets to your car. How about that? Let's 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 do that. Oh, where's the fun in that? Well, okay, so <laughs> well I mean, the thrust SSC did it right. How many times has Mater just Mater had a rocket strapped to him for whatever reason? Too many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got Cars Two where he's got the flipping turbine thing in his back. We've got Mater Tails when he becomes a stunt plane. And I think at that point, he's got a fighter engine jet put in his back. Uh, the new car series, he becomes a, a drag race car, not a drag car, which I guess is something different. <laughs> um, but he gets a rocket strapped to him then as well. Um, and it's just Mater. Like, I think McQueen had a rocket yeah. to him, like, once? He's had quite a life. <laughs> quite a life, yeah. Mater has quite lived. A... You haven't lived until you have a rocket strapped to you. And until you learn to drive backwards with your rear view mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, well, I guess for my thing, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of random, like, science and history things. So I have a lot of weird stories, but I think probably the most, like, epic, crazy thing I've heard of was an interesting idea for, like, spaceship, rocket travel... It was called the Orion Project. Ah, uh, yes. So the Let's idea was... ourselves <laughs> to space. We'll launch tiny nuclear bombs and ride the blast wave and just be launched forward on, like, a, a massive, like, sail that just catches as much energy to blast you forward with explosions. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Oh, yeah. That's how and, the solar sailor works in Star Wars. And so that actually... we have real solar sails that we can't use now. It's proven scientifically, but we can go into that in a minute. Yeah. Let's let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy thing is how much engineering went into it and how surprisingly feasible it was. How serious they were yeah. about nuking themselves like, they found They found ways to make it like very clean with very little radiation. Uh, you know, for the most part, once you got away from the land, like, it wouldn't be as much of an issue, you know, going off into space and stuff. And there's not going to be a lot of radiation anyways. And well, there's already a lot a of radiation surprisingly, space, You're not going to change anything. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, a lot of, you could get quite a bit of energy for a very small amount of weight. And surprisingly, they actually wanted a lot of weight because of how they were going to try and use momentum and things. And so it's like, and they designed the craziest shock absorbers ever because there's so much force with one explosion. Oh, yeah. There's like, yeah. So they had the craziest shock absorbers ever. And like they got to the point where they could pretty much do it. But then there was a lot of anti-nuclear explosion stuff going on with the Cold War. And, yeah, that seems right. And lots of stuff. So, But I mean, come on. It solves the space propulsion problem yeah. and the nuclear proliferation proliferation problem at the same time <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah really it's it's kind of a shame but the the program got shut down and we could totally do it nowadays just lost all of its momentum because 
people don't like nukes, apparently. <laughs> so, Wonder why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was an interesting story. Very interesting. Right. Well, I, uh, I, I finally thought of, of one after like 15 minutes later of being asked. Um, so you know how like people are dedicated to their work and they do like the craziest thing. So um, I was on YouTube and I was watching this short and it was Stephen King, the author of The Shining and It and Cujo, um, all the Stephen King fans out there, um, was on stage talking to another book author. And this book author has written like a few books out there. And he asked Stephen King, like, how are you able to like produce all these books? Because Stephen King has like a lot of books under his, uh, in his library that he wrote. And he was talking and he said that um, how he does this is every single day he writes at least six pages for a book. Every single day. It's a lot. And like he was talking about how his his like his day could be like eight hours, it could be like twelve hours, sometimes it's like eighteen hours of him just sitting there just trying to perfect these six books. And he says that uh, within a year, I mean, pages, yeah. yeah, after a year, he has like a book or two to kind of send to the publishers and get produced. And that's just crazy. Like trying out a book or two per year, every yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. I Maybe mean, it's some other authors. But it makes sense. I mean, he is putting <laughs> his right effort to it. Um, yeah. I, I forget the author's name and... I'm, I'm going to kick myself for this because I actually did an essay about him in high school. Gotta love those like essays. What's the title? Um, so he wrote uh, Charlie and the Ch- Chocolate Factory. Wrote all. Yeah, wrote all. Yeah, so I had to do a report on him. And something that I thought was really interesting is he would take just three hours a day and just sit at his typewriter. This was back when they had typewriters and not a, a word presses or word. Uh, what are they called? Computers. Processors. Computers. Yeah, computer <laughs> processors. Um, and like he would just sit there for three hours at his desk at his typewriter, drafting ideas and stuff like that. And that's how he uh, was able to produce good, um, good stories. And I guess kind of like the moral of this is, if you really want to do something, you really have to take the time out of it in order to invest into it and be able to produce something, either if it's a, a goal per time or goal per pages or, I mean, goal per rep or goal per podcast or just anything like that. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting and crazy. Yeah, it's really interesting. I remember I had this book collection of Road Dolls children books. And of course, there's well, James the Giant Peach. There was. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, there was all the, all the, the good classics, but then there was this one where there was this dad and his son, they're both really poor, tiny house, single parent trying to make things work, and I'm like, this is an interesting concept for a children's book, okay, and it was coming around Thanksgiving, and his dad wanted a turkey, but he didn't want just any turkey, he wanted a big turkey for his son, and, which I'm like, okay, like, you could sell for less, but, and. Eh. It's a children's book. We'll leave things as is. Uh, but there's this farm. He's basically a poacher. <laughs> it's basically a oh, book that. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a the, book the, that the like, champion of the world. Them. What? It's it's some somebody the champion of the world. I remember this book. Oh, I can't remember the title at all. Yeah, but they they like they go like hunt the pheasants. 
Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't turkeys. It, it was pheasants. And they drive an Austin Mini. I remember that was like a big plot point. Is they and I think they use like what sleeping powder blueberries, kind of like in the Fantastic Mr. Fox stop motion. I just saw oh, that the other oh, night. oh, yeah. They put, like, they put like a hair inside of the berry or something, so they'll like kind of choke on it and sit there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what they did. That that's also the book that introduced me to fire balloons. <laughs> fire balloons. Yeah. Basically. Tiny model hunter balloon, but <laughs> like of all of the crazy concepts Rodal has come up with, like a chocolate factory, a giant peach. The pheasant one was the one that, as a child, I thought was the most weird, which is weird because it's in the most normal setting. Yeah, like nothing too magical or out of the way happens. At least no. not that I can recall. Yeah, no, there was no element of fantastical in that book, to my memory. Okay, so, I mean, granted. So I, I, found, I found the book. It's called Danny, the Champion of the World. Awesome. So you were close. You just had to say Danny before <laughs> you would have gotten it. It's a name. Who remembers names these days? I mean, <laughs> people are gifted. People that can remember names. Oh, my word. Oh, that, that actually brings me up to a funny story. So um, when we first moved into this apartment, I just remember this. <laughs> it's like, I remember your name, even though you weren't even here. I, I remember your name. I remember uh, Caleb's name. I remember Tyler's name. But I remember Tyler coming up to me and being like, hey, what's his name again? And we're like talking about Nathan. And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and so like, I, I remember, remember, what did you keep calling me? You kept calling me something. It wasn't Eric. It, it wasn't, wasn't like Eric. It was, it was I want to say Derek, but I don't know. No, it, Aaron, maybe? No. It, it. Whatever it was, it hey, wasn't Andrew. <laughs> was it Andrew? It wasn't Andrew. I remember okay. that. I, I can't remember. It started with an A. <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I just remember like talking to you, hoping that maybe. You, and and the thing is, is I, I like go to Caleb and I'm like, what's his name? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> and, like, I go, and I'm like, oh crap, I don't remember his name. And Not very so, memorable, I guess. And so I'm like talking to you, trying to like pull your name from you. <laughs> and like I don't want to say, I don't want to say um like what's your name again because I remember introducing ourselves and remembering it was so easy. I was like, I'm never going to forget that name. And it's like I forgot. It's the literally name. part of your name. Yes. <laughs> you just take the J-O-N or J-O out of my name and I have Nathan. And it's like, oh. Yeah, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, so Jonathan mentioned Eric not being here. He had some stuff, and so we all moved in a couple days before him when he left. Uh, oh, no, I was one of the first ones here. Yeah, well, you were here first to bring your stuff, and then you <laughs> left again. Yeah, and then so he, I was the last one here to socialize. To actually be here, yeah. And so he left the, this note on the table. That got lost. It, which was <laughs> on the back of an ad for a local bookstore that um, had been brought around as like a flyer this business was advertising. They brought this ad around. And so Eric turned it over, wrote this whole note about like, hey, I'm Eric. I'm your roommate. I'm not going to be here for a couple days, whatever. Like, Here's my phone number if you need to call me. Somehow the paper got flipped back over to the book ad and none of us found the note until after Eric came here. To be fair, Someone, I can't remember if it was Jordan or Tyler. Jordan? The other the, guy. The, the oh, yeah, the, the, that was Michael. Michael, not Jordan. <laughs> Names again. <laughs> Names again. Someone had put a box down on top of it, so somehow it yeah. flipped over and a box was covered. Like, there was no way you guys were seeing no that. No, that, hey, I'm Eric. Here's my number. Yeah. 
I mean, so we like, need anything. What we should have done is just gone through your stuff. <laughs> so for like three days, we have this like ghost mystery roommate. Mystery roommate, and I think somehow I got like I got into the room and I didn't see your stuff. And then I went to go like pick up some books or oh, something. We had the orientation. Then, yeah. that I had to go to. So then I came back and there's stuff there now. I'm like, <laughs> so I have a roommate. <laughs> and then that night, no roommate. I'm sleeping in bed. There's no no other roommate. I played the father <laughs> book too. <laughs> and so. And so there's this mystery roommate, and I, I don't meet him for another, like, two days. <laughs> and then we were thinking, should we lock the door? Should we not lock the door? What I had yeah. a key. I was one of yeah. the few people that Oh, we didn't had know one. that. Oh, yeah. no, you didn't. It would have been funny for you guys to be like, oh, guys, 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 we're going to lock the door. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, and we were all like, oh, we're getting along so well. I hope that it, like, continues once we meet Eric. Oh yeah, no, you're just getting the absolute, that's what's happening. <laughs> you're and, welcome. And then you showed up and were like, oh hey, this is perfect, he fits in really well, but... <laughs> it's going to go downhill from here. <laughs> and uh, we actually did have another roommate named Michael. He only lasted like a week. Really? Yeah, he, 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 was week here, he was here like a week, and then it just it turned change. out that it worked better for him to go to online school, so he went home. Yeah. But, yeah, so I don't have a roommate, technically. What's up? That was me last year. Last year I didn't have a roommate, and it was the best thing ever. But so, so, uh, so, so I'm sorry, Caleb. <laughs> so sorry, Caleb. No. Oh my gosh, man, it's Caleb the worst. Are roommates. Nathan and Tyler are roommates. John and Jonathan are roommates. <laughs> John and Jonathan. Anyway, um, he himself and him. Yes. <laughs> it's nice when you have roommates in your apartment. But then it's also nice to just have your own room. Room, yeah. And that's nothing against you, Caleb. It's um, okay. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not agree? Oh no, it's it's nice. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to have a roommate, and it's nice to have a room to yourself. Just for different reasons. It is nice to have a room by yourself. <laughs> Oh, like sure, flaunted about. <laughs> the audience you should know he just squinted at me with the most suspicious look. As I say, squint of suspicion. <laughs> so, so, so you bring up Jordan. So Jordan is our apartment manager. And he's actually That's told us, right. he's actually told us that we're like the well, best behaved like apartment mates <laughs> in this whole entire complex. And I'm sure we failed the most clean checks out of anyone as well. Oh, I'm not sure. But... Oh, I don't know. We're at college. Who knows how the other people live? Fair, fair. Like yeah, I mean, there's always the, the pretty little picture you can see through the front window, but then what's hidden? <laughs> but, I mean, Jordan was telling me, like, uh, there was a, um apartment, a person in our apartment that just did not get along with his roommates, his apartment mates, and, like, Jordan was thinking about sending him up here to bunk with us, but then Jordan was like, I don't want to like destroy it. this like the peace, the equilibrium. Here. So like, he just pretty much told the uh, told the guy to get over it and <laughs> be an adult and yeah, which should be how it everything is dealt with. And that's not me just saying that because I don't want another person to mess the dynamic for this semester or especially someone with that reputation. But just in general, people should be like, you know what? Grow up. You're in college. You're not getting along with your roommate. Work it out. Figure it out. 
Yeah. Either figure out a way to avoid him somehow or work things out. Be like, hey, dude, this is an like, issue we need to work together to fix we're a, it. We're a private school for the church. Most young men here have served a mission. Yeah. We've oh. all been in this situation. Yes. The, the church that he mentions is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, just so there's not confusion. Like, what church are you talking Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> no, no sponsorship. <laughs> Though if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> totally not related to religion podcast, but if you want to. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> so if those listening to this podcast are listening to this and are thinking, oh, religion. That might be for me or something along those lines or you're thinking i might as well give this a shot let's see what they're really about uh they're like i can't speak from a non-member perspective but from a member perspective there's been a lot said about the church yeah. so there's definitely reason for curiosity so if you are curious uh go to lds.org and it's got a basically a little location finder in there you'll be able to find your local missionaries or the church if you don't feel like missionaries coming into your home is really for you and just attend a, a sacrament meeting, our weekly church meeting. Yeah. Uh, call over the missionaries, yeah. uh, make connections and network with people in the church. Uh, yeah. Different churches comprised of different people, different dynamics and all Everybody's that. Everybody's different. It's yes. the same church yeah. throughout and same teaching. So if you're interested in any of that, highly recommend giving it a look. Yep. To all of you who are already part of the church and listening to this, thanks for listening to the spiel. <laughs> Comment on yeah. what you'd like more. Yeah. Of course, this isn't going to be a religious podcast per se. No, but no. I figured I'd just touch on it since yes. we're on the topic. Yeah, while we're yeah. on the topic. So if you're like, oh, my word, religion, please keep listening. It's not going to be... <laughs> Everywhere, but <laughs> unless we get into mission stories. Oh well, that okay. Just funny. At yes. The, at that point, it's, yeah, it's a that's an adventure. For those of you <laughs> those who are not members of the church, uh, mission stories will still be fun. Speaking about roommates. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yes. Young men in the church are encouraged to serve a two-year mission. All of us in this room have served a two-year mission or well, close to it yeah. with COVID I'm pending. Going to. Oh, you yeah. haven't served. I'm only nineteen, dude. Yeah. So any age, <laughs> I learned from, something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So any age from like eighteen, I think there's like an upper limit of twenty six, but it's flexible or something. I don't know. I mean, sorry, my I mean most people at that age, that. <laughs> you give up anyways. I'm going, but yeah, young men go serve two years somewhere in the world, learn a language, we don't live choose. crazy experiences <laughs> in some third world country or something. Well, we'll most likely bring up stories from the past, and we all have we all have stories. I mean, it's an experience. When you it's get fun. when you get Make fun, memories. crazy experiences. I mean, what's not to bring up? They're fun. You're forced to deal with people. You're gonna get memories from that. Yeah, you get uh, put with a companion to work with, and you get swapped around. You get different areas, different experiences. Work together, meet a lot of people. It's just kind of like a giant <laughs> long job interview. Or not interview, like a job. job interview. <laughs> wow, a two-year job interview? Oh, oh, oh no. no. Oh, oh, dear. No. I was, it, I was, it was like an interview. No. I was thinking like intern or internship and the interview came out. No, no, it's just like, it's like a, a boot camp for life. It's like, if you, <laughs> if you want to yeah. learn how to yeah. deal with people and deal with things, 
go on a mission. <laughs> and for a lot of kids in the church, that's their first experience in living alone. Oh, yeah, like, not really yeah. alone. But like away from 24 7. But like, yeah. yeah, living on their own. Well, also, like, you have the Mormon bubble um, in Salt Lake City, and like, you, you have companionship, companions that have never been outside the Mormon bubble and they have this whole entire like idea <laughs> oh, yeah. how a mission is. They think yeah. it's a plushy, easy mm -hmm. job. And yeah. it's like, nope, you're no. going to get yelled at. You're going to get like, you're going to get down in the dumps, but you gotta keep on moving. And it's, I, I, I had one missionary companion that was sheltered, sheltered way too much. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. And he was still like six months into his mission. He was my second companion. Mm. And he, oh. Anyway. If you're listening, no, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my brothers, he, he had this little group of friends. And they were a tight group of friends. They were like the popular kids in high school. And one of them had a dream. He and his buddies were all opening their mission calls. And each one was getting called to serve in some foreign exotic location, which is like the dream for anyone in the in the states. Especially, I'm from Alaska, so anyone from Alaska going <laughs> warm. Everyone was going somewhere nice and warm and exotic. And then one of them got called to Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh boy, pretty soon it started to become reality where. <laughs> His friends and himself included were all opening their mission calls, and it was to Peru, to Brazil, to Mexico, to it, all these different warm foreign places. And he's coming up, and he's just like, "Oh no!" Please, no. <laughs> he ended up going to Peru, and then, okay. uh, but then COVID happened. We all came back, and then I got called to Utah. And I'm like, "Wait, I wasn't in that dream. What happened?" <laughs> it kind of like lead over it. Okay, well, it looks like we had some technical difficulty and the recording stops, but I think I think that's a sign that we should uh, get off for the evening. Uh, Eric, thank you very much for joining us and telling your uh, awesome experience and uh, your your insights. Yep, I'm sure we'll have. Don't drown them. Or burn them, or bury them in rocks, or and send them into space onto the heart, whether or not they're a vampire. Anyway. Outro. Yeah. <laughs> don't strap rockets to your car. <laughs> uh, don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Probably don't do anything we talk about on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. well, well, thank you very much. I'm Jonathan. I'm Caleb. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. Hope you guys had as much of a good time as we were. All right. Well, and this yeah. is Apartment 9. Uh, thanks for listening. And have a good day. Or evening. <laughs>